Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the 1990 Montreal Mass UFO Sighting. That's correct, the 1990 Montreal Mass UFO Sighting. Now, this happened back on November 7th of 1990. And it's an intriguing incident, and it occurred over Montreal's Hotel Bonaventure, hope I'm pronouncing that correct, involving a UFO sighting. Now, witnesses reported seeing an unidentified flying object hovering in the sky above the hotel. The UFO was described as a bright and unusual object that didn't resemble any conventional aircraft. Numerous people, including hotel guests and staff, observed the phenomena and reportedly watched the UFO for a significant period of time. I've heard two to three hours. Some witnesses claimed the object exhibited erratic movements and changes in its luminosity, further adding to the mystery. The incident generated considerable attention and led to discussions about the possibility of extraterrestrial activity. However, despite the eyewitness accounts and media coverage, no definitive explanation or official confirmation was provided by authorities. And the event remains one of the many unexplained UFO sightings that have captured public interest over the years. Now, I'm going to look at a couple articles that talk about this. This seems like a fascinating uh, case of a mass UFO sighting. Now, this first article comes to us from ufoinsights.com. That's correct, ufoinsights.com. The title of the article is The Place Bonaventure Incident and Montreal's Long UFO History. And it's written by Marcus Louth, dated June 1st, 2017, with an update of October 14th, 2021. It says, The UF sighting from the rooftop of the Place Bonaventure Hotel in downtown Montreal in 1990 is one of many strange aerial sightings in this part of Canada. On that particular evening, dozens of people would witness the object. These would include journalists, television reporters, police officers, and RCMP officials. It goes on and says, Given both the amount and credibility of the witnesses, as well as photographic evidence of the object's presence, the incident is largely seen as one of the most credible and important sightings, not only in Canadian history, but arguably all of ufology. Perhaps no surprise then that the files concerning the case have become classified top secret within a day of the sighting. Now think about that. You have this mass UFO sighting in, in, in Canada. This is back in 1990 even. And within 24 hours, they've classified everything as top secret. Doesn't sound like disclosure. Doesn't sound like transparency to me. Now the author goes on and says that Montreal itself is considered a hotspot for, for UFO activity and that there have been several notable sightings there before and after this mass sighting in 1990. And he's also got a, uh, well, a, about a two-minute video clip here talking about this. I'll post a link to this uh, article in this uh, video at the Buy Me a Coffee website. And you can go there and check it out. And, and of course, as always, uh, a great thank you to all the people that support the program over there. I really appreciate it. Now, the article continues and says, uh, citing from the rooftop, at just after 7.20 p.m. on the 7th of November, 1990, 
a woman in the swimming pool on the roof of the Place Bonaventure Hotel noticed strange glowing lights in the sky above. Shining a combination of green, amber, and yellow, the lights appeared part of a solid, large craft. It moved silently towards them, coming from the direction of the nearby stock market building. It settled directly over them, remaining silent and motionless. Now, I can't even imagine being on the rooftop of this hotel on the swimming pool and having this giant spaceship fly overhead, not making a noise with these lights coming down. I mean, I'd be thinking about abduction. <laughs> it says, before long, around 30 people, including the hotel staff and management, had made their way to the hotel's roof. All of them stood in awe at the magnificent sight above them. One of those on the roof that evening was Marcel LaRouche. He arrived at just after 9 p.m., when the object had been visible for nearly two hours. The photographs he managed to obtain are still regarded by some as proof that this was definitely a solid object. On occasion, the lights on the object would appear to glow brighter. Fearing this might be some kind of warning or primitive or preemptive signal, hotel management would contact the police. Officer Francois Lippe was the first to arrive at the hotel. Within minutes, he would contact his superiors to come and look for themselves what was above the city of Montreal. Now, they actually have a couple of these pictures here. Of course, it's 1990, but you can still see there's definitely uh, just a bright light filling the frame of this camera. It says the chief police officer, Robert Mason, arrived at the scene and immediately saw the object in question. It appeared exactly as the report requesting his assistance had stated. He told a Canadian TV show examining the case in, in 2005, quote, I am convinced that I saw something that wasn't made by any inhabitants of this planet. There's no doubt in my mind it came from somewhere else other than Earth. Massey would oversee initial police activity that evening until the arrival of the RCMP officers. Nearby spotlights that lit up a construction project across the road from the hotel were turned off. The object in the sky was still visible, ruling out that it might have been a bizarre reflection of them. Mason would make contact with both the local airport and a nearby military radar facility. Neither could see the object on radar, although Mason would later state that he had the feeling the person in the military was hiding something from him and not being completely honest in his answers. At one point in the evening, a cargo plane, visible on the radar of the airport, passed between the roof of the hotel and the object above. Knowing the cargo plane was flying at 6,000 feet, this allowed Mason to estimate that the object itself would have been around eight to 10,000 feet above the ground. Given how large it appeared, he could now estimate its size. Mason would state years later that the size of it would have been around five full football fields. We're told the cloud already thick in the evening continued to thicken as the night went on, so much so that just after 10 p.m., clouds completely enveloped the object. How long it remained over Montreal after that is unknown, but the fact that something was over Montreal that evening is without a doubt. Perhaps it is a little suspicious then that all the records of the encounter, including police statements, became classified within 24 hours of the sighting. Does this further prove Mason's suspicions that the person he spoke with at a military radar facility was hiding something from him? Given the amount of witnesses to the event, we can't dismiss the incident entirely. However, it has quietly disappeared from public interest without explanation. You have to assume that there must be an explanation for the events that evening if the files are still classified. Well, you know, sometimes people are like goldfish. They've got about a seven-second memory. And the government knows, 
Well, I should say the people that control us know that if they can just come in and just sit on the story for a few days, that it'll uh, fall out of the news cycle and pretty soon uh, it'll be forgotten. Because for most people, there is no Wayback Machine. They have no long-term memory. Now, it says, interestingly, UFO researcher and former NASA scientist Dr. Richard Haynes investigated the incident in 1992. His 25-page report would conclude that the evidence for the existence of a highly unusual, hovering, silent, large object is indisputable. Well, you had 30 people there watching it. And now it's got a little video attached here you can take a look at. It goes on, it says... Many other recent sightings in Montreal, very recently in 2014, thousands of viewers would see a strange glowing green orb during a live TV broadcast. Reporter Colette Provencher is speaking to the camera when the object is clearly visible on the left side of the screen. Interestingly, the same reports would come from Ontario and as far as New Jersey of similar glowing orbs. It says, only the previous year in 2013, a report of three orange lights moving back and forth in a weird manner surfaced. In 2012, a daytime sighting occurred as Montreal resident Scott Waring filmed a strange red object that appeared to float in the sky. Waring managed to film the object for several minutes, although he would claim it was visible for nearly three quarters of an hour. At times, the object would change from red to black and back again. It would also move with both with and against the wind, suggesting it was under independent intelligent control. It's got a video of that here too. So you can see there's lots and lots of activity going on here. And they had another sighting in 1985. A report would appear concerning a uh, sighting of a UFO by a middle-aged woman known as Mildred. Mildred, along with her husband, awoke suddenly at 1 a.m. to the sound of hundreds of firecrackers exploding over their house. The pair leaped from their bed and across to their bedroom window. Their house was opposite of Jerry Park, which is now glowing brightly from a fiery red ball low in the sky. The object would move deliberately to the northeast of the city. Mildred would later tell reporters that the object had a beehive effect and the sky lit up for around 90 minutes. As well as the firecracker sounds were the uncomfortable noise like static from hundreds of radios. Incidentally, Dorval Airport would receive two separate reports of a red oval-like object that evening. The reports came between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m., suggesting that it was likely the same object that Mildred had seen. In the opening days of January 1977 came the first major UFO, uh, official UFO report in Montreal's history. 58-year-old Florida Malbouf would witness a large oyster-shaped craft moving through the sky. Even stranger, according to Malbouf, the craft landed but 60 feet away on the top of a nearby building. Two tall, thin beings, each dressed in tight white uniforms, exited the craft, surveyed the area for several minutes before returning to their vehicle and taking off. The whole area was under a blanket of snow at the time. The following morning, Malbouf informed her son of the encounter. Upon investigating the building where his mother had seen the craft, he saw a circle of snow had vanished. Further to this, he could see clearly strange footprints in the snow near to the circle. Now, there's also the sighting in 1978 of Mark LeDuc. It says, a story appeared in the Montreal Gazette recording a report of an entire fleet of UFOs. The sighting occurred five years earlier in 1973, according to the witness, UFO investigator Mark LeDuc. After receiving dozens of reports of lights in the skies over Montreal and investigating for himself, he noticed a legion of strange lights that moved as fast as shooting stars. What's more, LeDuc, who has a reputation for brutally discrediting many UFO sightings, would claim the following 12 months was to be a busy year for such activity. 
Incidentally, he would be quite correct with many sightings, not just in Canada, but worldwide. There were several abduction cases for the United Kingdom, strange sightings in Australia, New Zealand, and as well as generally increased reports of activity across the United States. Now let's look at one last article on this mass sighting from 1990. So I found this article, which seems pretty interesting, uh, regarding this uh, hotel uh, Bonavichier there in Montreal, where this UFO was sighted at by so many people. And this is called hauntedmontreal.com. And it's one of these things where sometimes we see an overlap between these UFO sightings and paranormal activity. And it kind of gets into this a little bit. Just to give you a little background on this, on this hotel, it says Montreal's Hotel Bonaventure is nestled on the top two floors of the sprawling 17-story place Bonaventure, once the city's main convention center, with 397 spacious rooms, including five luxurious, luxurious suites, conference halls, the fancy cube restaurant, and a heated rooftop pool. The four-star hotel is described as a true Garden of Eden, overlooking the bustling streets of the city. The Hotel Bonaventure was also has also witnessed unexplained paranormal activity, notably a well-documented UFO sighting on November 7, 1990. It goes on, it says, Before the construction of Place Bonaventure, there was an enormous gaping hole in downtown Montreal that contained the tracks of Canadian and National Railways leading from the Mount Royal Tunnel toward the now-defunct Bonaventure train station. In February 1963, the railway company began seeking proposals to develop, to develop the air rights above the train-filled pit. The Concordia Estates Development Company submitted plans for a major project, originally called the Canadian Trade Center. Measuring 2 million square feet, the company planned to lease space for conventions and exhibitions and rent out offices in a wholesale trade center. When a building boom in the 1960s spurred the Expo 67 World's Fair, Montreal was about to undergo a major transformation. The concept for the Place Bonaventure was finalized in October 1965. The gigantic concrete complex would be built over the rail yard. When it opened two years later, the Place of Bonaventure was listed as the world's largest building at the time at 3.1 million square feet. It exceeded the size of the Empire State Building, constructed with sandblasted concrete in the brutalist style. The exterior walls were built ribbed and angular, creating a very imposing structure. Now, when the complex opened during the Expo 67 craze, it began hosting exhibitions of various types from around the world in Concordia Hall. One of its most interesting events for those fascinated by the paranormal was called the Montreal ESP Psychic Expo. The event, which ran for several years, promised an entertaining and enlightening weekend filled with mystic, psychics, astrologists, numerologists, clairvoyants, vendors, mediums, healers, and much more. So that was in 67. Now you think 23 years later we have this mass UFO sighting. Organizers invited people to listen to free lectures about paranormal, receive personal psychic messages, and learn how to use psychic gifts to create a more fulfilling future. Their slogan was, step out of the ordinary and into the extraordinary. For the extraordinary, the Montreal ESP Psychic Expo could not have chosen a better location. Indeed, many people at the Place Bonaventure witnessed an unprecedented UFO sighting on November 7, 1990. It all began at around 7.20 p.m. when an American tourist was enjoying a swim in the magnificent heated rooftop pool of the Hotel Bonaventure. As she spliced about in the warm water surrounded by two and a half acres of beautiful gardens, 
she suddenly spotted something unusual in the cloudy sky gilding toward the hotel. A combination of green, amber, and yellow light beams appeared to emanate from a gigantic round metallic object. The UFO coasted silently toward the hotel, coming from the direction of the nearby stock market building. When it arrived, the UFO stopped directly over the Hotel Bonaventure, where it hovered silently and almost without motion. Unable to believe her eyes, the American woman alerted the female lifeguard to the strange UFO flighting above the hotel's pool. In a state of awe, the lifeguard called the hotel's security guard. It wasn't long before about 30 people had made their way to the hotel's roof to gaze at the strange object. Hotel guests, staff, and management stood in amazement at the bizarre sighting unfolding above them. Occasionally, the lights emanating from the UFO would appear to glow brighter. Fearing this might be some kind of warning or preemptive signal, the hotel management immediately contacted the police. You know, it's kind of funny. When we see this giant UFO, you know, the size of multiple football fields, and the first response is to call the police. Francois Lippe was the first police officer to arrive at the hotel. Baffled, he contacted his superiors and asked them to come and look for themselves at the object that was floating above the city of Montreal. The chief of police, Robert Mason, soon arrived at the scene and he immediately spotted the bizarre object in question. Mason would oversee the initial police investigation that evening, thinking it could be an optical illusion. He ordered nearby spotlights illuminating a construction project across the street from the hotel to be turned off. However, the object in the sky was still visible, ruling out that it might have been some sort of reflection. Well, you can see us natural human reaction. It's his giant spaceship with these lights on it. And the first thing they think is, well, it's got to be caused by something we're doing. It turns out it wasn't. Mason contacted both the local airport and a nearby military radar outpost. Neither facility claimed to have seen anything unusual on the radar. As news of the UFO spread, it wasn't long before the RCMP, the military, and even NASA were investigating the situation. At one point in the evening, a cargo plane that was visible on the radar of the airport passed between the roof of the hotel and the UFO above. Knowing the cargo plane was flying at 6,000 feet, Mason estimated the, estimated the object to be around 8,000 to 10,000 feet above the ground and that it was the size of around five football fields. Now, Marco LaRouche, Marcel LaRouche, a journalist from the La Presse, was dispatched to the hotel to investigate. He arrived just after 9 p.m. when the object had been visible for nearly two hours. Armed with a camera, he snapped several pictures of the strange phenomena. His photographs are still regarded by many people as proof that the UFO was definitely a solid object. As the evening progressed, the clouds continued to thicken. Just after 10 p.m., the cloudy sky began to obscure the UFO until completely enveloping it around 10 minutes later. How long it remained over Montreal after that is unknown because it was never seen again. They go on, they say, while the story was all over the media the following morning, all official files related to the case were classified as top secret within less than 24 hours of the UFO sighting, prompting all sorts of conspiracy theories. Well, you know, that's really kind of a, a silly thing to say, prompting all sorts of conspiracy theories. People simply asking questions as to why uh, official reports on a UFO sighting were classified within 24 hours doesn't mean they're conspiracy theorists. It just means they simply ask why. Was the government hiding something from the public? Did they know more than they let on? Well, that's also kind of a silly question. Obviously, they're hiding something for the, from, the, from the public. 
they just made this stuff classified information so the public couldn't see it. That's the whole point of making something classified is to hide it. Several years later, police chief Robert Mason would state that he had the feeling that the military was hiding something from him. Yeah, no kidding. They classified everything and not being completely honest in answering his questions. In 2005, he told a Canadian television program investigating the story, I am convinced that I saw something that wasn't made by any inhabitants of this planet. There's no doubt in my mind it came from somewhere else other than Earth. It goes on and says, In 1992, a 25-page report called Details Surrounding a Large Stationary Object Above Montreal, <laughs> well, you wouldn't want to call it a UFO, would you? was prepared by UFO researcher Bernard Gwinnett and Richard F. Haynes, a former scientist with NASA. Their report suggested that some of the, the the report suggested that some sort of huge physical object about 540 meters wide, so what's that like a quarter mile or something, was responsible for the beams of light, but it failed to identify where the UFO came from or why it was visiting Montreal. The report concluded that the evidence of the existence of highly unusual hovering silent large object is indisputable. Yeah. Given the credibility of many witnesses involved, plus the photographic evidence of the object's presence, the incident is seen as one of the most credible and widely reported UFO sightings in Canadian history. Indeed, the story was covered by a French television program in an episode called La Inquiteur du Paranormal. CBC also made a documentary about the strange encounter. Yeah, it would have been nice if they could have got some of those classified files, though, wouldn't it? One little-known fact is that Montreal is actually considered to be a hotspot for UFO activity. There have been several notable sightings in the city, both before and after the incident at the Hotel Bonaventure. Wow. And it goes on and continues a little bit there and talks about some of the other um, sightings that we've mentioned. Lots of activity up there in Montreal. There's no doubt about that. But this sighting of this giant, and I mean giant, we're talking, I don't know, it says five football fields, maybe a quarter mile across. They've got a picture here of how much the city that would have covered, you know, an illustration rather. But you have this giant, uh, massive UFO witnessed by, you know, at least 30 reliable witnesses. Uh, photographs taken of this thing where you can see this giant light shining in the sky. And then the government comes in within 24 hours and classifies all official information. So tell me, if you see a UFO and you report it to law enforcement, and then the federal government comes in and classifies that report that you just made, the federal that you just made to your local law enforcement, how does that aid in disclosure? And this is why we're talking about you know reporting to sites such as MUFON or or wherever is so much better, I think, than wasting your time going through some kind of a government bureaucracy to report what you've seen. And this this mass UFO sighting uh, from back on November uh, 1990 just goes to show how you can have these incredible sightings and how when the government wants to, they can just kind of come in and just uh, encapsulate all this information, classify everything, put the lid on everything, put the mainstream media and the debunkers to work, and then the thing just kind of falls into the memory hole or people forget about it when actually it was one of the it was one of probably the most well documented uh, mass UFO sightings we've had in the last hundred years. Until next time, this is UFO warning over now.